millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. And we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by Devin Tracy, who was recently banned off of Patreon for the second time. He actually won his appeal the first time. And we're going to talk about it, along with a bunch of other things. But overall, how are you doing, Devin? Oh, my God, Sean. What has happened to the world? Um, thank you for having me on. You are correct. Patreon has done it again. I got that dreaded email from a woman. It had to be a woman. I don't know. And I speculate her hair is blue. Uh, I know that you recently have discussed the purple-headed woman asian over at that vice thing wasn't that it yes that i in my first video because apparently i can't see colors label the blue-haired feminist it's the same difference i mean i'd say purple is just an extreme shade of blue but isn't it amazing the listening to her do that pig noise when she says white or i don't oh. i can't even do it you, but you know i gotta find that video as one of the things for sure i mean there's something really catchy about it viral about it because she ironically looks like a pig and very much embodies a pig when making that sound and so i think that's the awkwardness but i think she's getting like mini famous off that definitely like a celebrity f-list kind of fame it's trouble i mean nobody's doing better off of that than vince dow like he he uh he blew up he was at nineteen thousand subscribers the day that that panel came out and he's almost at 100k if he hasn't gotten it already yeah, you reached out to him, but like, what does he do? Uh, he, uh, he's like a college kid. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was like twenty five years old. He was like, but he's like a college kid that does um, that like does some like YouTube streaming or, or whatever. He's been around for a little while, but you know they well, just bought him because let me date myself here. I think he's the second coming of William Hung. He oh, has the same similar vibe. I don't know who that is. So now, now you are dating yourself. Okay, William Hung. He was a Berkeley student, freshman, who went on a little show called American Idol. Type it in. Go William Hung American Idol. It's one of the greatest song renditions ever. He spastically came out and sang a Billy, no, Ricky Martin song. And it was, like, iconic. But, I mean. Oh, she bangs. I do remember that. Exactly. She bangs. Definitely. Oh, my God. That is a throwback. Wait, so wait. When Ricky Martin sang that, he actually was pretending to be straight? Like, what is he talking about? She bangs. Yes. Okay. He, he was, uh, he was doing that for a long time. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like it, it was a thing. And I remember it was considered like horribly rude to call him a gay, but it was still like the nineties and two thousands when that was like more acceptable. 
You know who's gone crazy gay? Sam Smith. Like, he was very gay for a while, but now he's like, you know, horseshoe gay. Like, he's so gay that he's just coming up with new words to describe how gay he is. He's getting peed on in a video. I'm going to cover that video. I'm just going to, I'm going to do a reaction video to his music video where he gets peed on. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen the clips of that, unfortunately. It, it's interesting because he came out as gay, but it was like, it, it was back when, when you came out as gay and you were like, hey, I'm normal, right? Like, mm. I'm just a normal guy who happens to be into other dudes. And now he's like a they, them, you know, like the the whole thing. He went full, full in on the, uh, on the <laughs> mixed identities or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, did you hear him say they were talking about he wants to be a fisherman when he retires at some point and just fish, which is the weirdest thing ever. But somebody said, oh, you want to be a fisherman? And he goes, no, a fisher them. Literally uh, says it twice. He says fisher them, like not like as a joke, like he doesn't uh, want to gender fisher men. <laughs> oh, no. B- ban him. I know. Fisher, fisher them is probably the line. Like, like That's where the sidewalk ends. Like, that's it. Like, we got to stop and like arrest people now. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's that's he's got to go with that. Like that's a wrap. Oh my All god! Right. But Sam Smith is just you know, what's crazy is to me. Like you know, I'm from LA. I I've seen a lot of gays out there, like West Hollywood. But those dudes were all super in shape, and like a lot of them are dedicated to their bodies. And so I don't understand just because you're gay, why is that an excuse to be some sloppy fat dude? You know what you you are right about West Hollywood. I went there with um. I, I went there with a friend of mine who is who happens to be a gay. Great guy. We call this a boyfriend. Though. We call that a boyfriend. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, and he wanted to go to West Hollywood because we went yeah. to L.A. And by the way, L.A., I went probably when the homeless thing really started to become a huge problem because I remember trying to parallel park in a space and there was a homeless person sleeping in the space. <laughs> he was helping you. Yeah. Well, I, you I almost, he didn't move at all. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. They run the I, joint. I know. I almost hit him, but I didn't even see him. I just felt like something was wrong because it's like free parking in, in, uh, I think it was off of, uh, Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard. I don't even know. It was near the Scientology thing. And Mm -hmm. I got out of the car and I saw him and I was like, Oh shit, I almost killed this guy. And he, he didn't even know I existed. Like he still didn't know I was there when I was looking at him like dead in the face. If you had killed him, let's say it was late at night. No one was really around. Would you have just kept driving or? Are you afraid of like the security cameras and like the CCTV kind of? A- oh yeah, it's a it's a it's a rental, you know. Like you know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> take off. Like they're, they're not gonna pin that on me. <laughs> I mean, have you pre thought this out, or would you be caught in a moral dilemma if you just like ran over a homeless dude? <laughs> I mean, it, look, it's his fault. Like nobody told you to park in a free parking space. True. But yeah, but- it's gross, man. You should go downtown if you want to see like human refuse tourism just downtown la is next level it's i mean it is psychotic how bad la is i don't know why i'm going back there yeah i i um but but to get to the west hollywood part so we Mm -hmm. go to we go to one of these bars and every person in this bar like i was like by far the ugliest person in the bar right and it actually felt quite depressing but every person in the bar had like superhero muscles like um, from when they show up on set like, they tank tops, like right? yeah or no shirts at all like digital they look like digital muscles mm-hmm. like they, like i was like that's not real like you can't you can't have that i don't believe it i don't i don't believe it exists oh, God. like it's it's a bunch of gays on steroids it has to it's be insane it's insane like that's what it is if you have a six-pack like i'm gonna call you gay like or at least you're highly 
suspicious. You're in that camp. Um, a four pack, you might be by. Um, like it's just too much, man. It's like you're worshiping the male body, even though it's your own. It's still you worshiping the male body. So, I mean, if you if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because like mm-hmm. gay dudes are dudes, so they're attracted to looks more than anything. Mm-hmm. So like they work super hard to make themselves physically attractive. And the weird thing is, it's like Sam Smith in this video, he comes out and he has all these like lean dancer gay dudes behind him and even trans people because he's got to be uber gay. And it's like, Sam, you're aware that you don't look anything like your backup dancers. So you are telling us that's the model for attractiveness in a man. And it's like one of these things is not like the other. And the sad thing is this dude is rich and famous, so it doesn't matter that he's a fat slob. And he didn't used to be. That's the thing. The the guy's like 30 years old. What I don't understand is if you're a multimillionaire and your looks are a part of your brand, how do you not have a trainer and a a chef and like someone helping you out with that? He he just, he he just let himself go. And he's like, I have money. It doesn't matter. Like he's going to go into a a crate. Like he's on a course to be super fat. Like imagine five, 10 years, Sam Smith. It's going to be a blimp at that point. I mean, well, you know, I, he he could afford to uh, get that taken care of cosmetically, right? He has fuck you money, but he's just eating it. He's just like fuck <laughs> you and your. I mean, because I think he thinks he's like a voluptuous woman from the, you know what was that period of art like the Renaissance or whenever where they were just all about those fat curvy women. That's how he's right. dressing now. It's like Sam, what are we doing here? I, I I got somebody named Blake L who's saying AIU how to watch your videos the best way. Uh, the best way. Um, okay, so yeah, back to my bitching. Um, Patreon are scumbags. Um, I've been with them for ten years. <sighs> I had a thousand patrons. Uh, I used to have more, but of course, you know, Corona and you know, people. I don't know. Life happens, but um, they got rid of me. So now I've switched over to Subscribestar, and so. There are two ways to see me. One, you can see me with Gavin McInnes um, and everyone over at censored.tv, which is, you know, it's kind of like um, a bastion of misfits and banned human beings who have collected over there. But censored.tv, and if you go there, you use the coupon code AIU, that gets you a discount. That helps me get some money. Either that, or you go to subscribestar.com slash atheism and subscribestar. They don't, I don't even heard from them. I've not once have I gotten an email or anything from them. Like they've been good. They've been good to me. They've been good to Sargon. Remember Sargon? He dropped uh, an end bomb, like not even in a bad one. It was towards a, a white dude. It was but, towards like alt-right chatters. Like he was saying they were acting the way that they label black people. Essentially. It, w- it was really crazy the way they did that. And it actually reminds me of, have you ever seen the life of Brian? Monty Python? Um, I've seen Monty Python, but it was a long time ago. Okay. Well, they have a whole scene in there where a guy's getting stoned to death for saying the word Jehovah. Um, and he's talking about the word and he's using it like out of context or he's just talking about having said the word and then he says the word and then they stone him to death. (laughs) It's like, um, so that's the world we live in. But, uh, yeah, those are the best ways to see it. It's all HD. Um, if you sign up at Censored, you get a ton of content, and those dudes are always cranking stuff out. Um, or you could sign up and pick a tier over at Subscribestar and hook me up. Otherwise, um, you know, people like me will will go the way of the dodo. Now, people, now you're 
you're also mm-hmm. on Rumble, and you put out a longer video explaining your whole um, your whole censorship stuff. That is linked in the description. Every one of his links is linked in the description, but it's crucial that you guys use promo code AIU if you go to Censor TV. Otherwise, Devin doesn't get a penny, and it gets you a discount. But yeah, like go follow him on Rumble. Go follow him on Subscribe Star Pledge if you're a patron. And like, you know, you were, you were on Patreon before and you're wondering where your content is. It's there. Like, so please sign yeah. up and, but also follow him on his other social media stuff. So, you know, Twitter. you can actually hear from him when stuff like this happens. Yeah. And I tried to explain my situation in 10 pictures. So I did that. It's on Twitter. It's on my Instagram. Because, you know, I know people, I, for a lot of people, it's like, dude, I, okay, Patreon screwed you. I don't know the details. It is pretty messed up what they did, but like for me, it's a it's a devastating sort of life altering, life ruining event. <laughs> so I'm kind of panicked about it. Um, Patreon essentially came in and protected my patrons who are consenting adults who want to view my content. They they're protecting them from me and what I have to say. That's how noble they are. Like Patreon's falling on the sword because they think I'm a hideous human being who has said something terribly wrong. And, but here's the thing. It's so, it's so bad that they're afraid to tell me what it was that I said. And I'm sitting here going, how am I supposed to appeal this guys and give you my side of this? If you're not telling me what I did to violate your terms. And the answer is I didn't say anything to violate their terms because you know, their terms are like, are you calling for violence against people? It's like, absolutely not. This is the thing that I usually complain about. It's like someone did something violent. I am complaining about it. I'm condemning them. Right. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I don't know I'm, how you do it. Sean. I'm I'm scrolling through this yeah. this uh, this exactly. this tweet thread right now, and these images are hilarious. Exactly. And I used AI to make these images. And you know, I'm trying to give you the elevator pitch of what has happened here, but it's so frustrating. They're literally ghosting me now for the last two weeks. And, you know, I appealed once before, so I was holding out hope. And I appealed and was like, guys, I'm not racist. Uh, some of my best friends are black. Uh, my middle name is in Zulu. My grandfather's a famous Afro, you know, African musicologist. Uh, I love Michael Jordan, guys. Come on. You know, it was like literally speaking their language, trying to appease probably like a 25-year-old blue hair. And right. it worked miraculously. But this time, uh, apparently I said something about Emmett Till. So, I mean, that's I, I posted three videos about Emmett Till leading up to this banning. The last video I posted was about Emmett Till. It was about a guy communicating with the ghost of Emmett Till. And they had a conversation. And um, apparently something in that video displeased someone over there. I'm guessing she just saw the movie, the Emmett Till movie. Right. Well, it's also, you know, you've been with them for a long time, and a lot of people, you know, I've seen them on Twitter, are saying mm-hmm. things like, hey, uh, why were you even on Patreon and all that? But the thing <laughs> is, it's like you already were banned off of YouTube, so the way that you would connect with over a thousand paying members of your audience mm-hmm. is through Patreon. Like, if you could have ported them over to Subscribestar before, which you did yeah. try to do, it's not like you didn't have a Subscribestar, mm-hmm. then you would have done that. The problem is there's, like, no real way to reach all these people. Right. You're never going to get 100% to go over. And the thing is, yeah, I've had Patreon since 2013. And this has been, like, bread and butter how I pay the rent for ye- for a decade. And so I'm not a big fan of what they're doing, but look, look at their other bands. Like it was Lauren Southern for 
what was she doing? Like blocking rescue ships in the Mediterranean. Like it was kind of a bogus charge against her right. for that, but at least there was some sort of like, look, you're taking action that's harming people. I mean, you know, it's whatever. What they did with Sargon was ridiculous, but they can't even tell me what I've said. And I know what I say. It's nothing's bad. Mm -hmm. The thing that, so like, you know, I, obviously I like Lauren and like, I would prefer for her to have not been banned from Patreon, but their argument there was that her behavior in the real world was the problem. And Mm -hmm. they said, this is the standard. Don't worry about it. Nobody else is going to get banned on frivolous charges. And then they ban Sargon for something that's not his behavior in the real world. Yeah. Like, so like they totally changed it. By the way, somebody, uh, Roy, Rayfield right says hey Devin it's mm-hmm. Rayfield and then there's some Asian characters mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of cold outside today how is this possible I thought AJW was just your <laughs> other channel <laughs> no but I mean sh- see that's the thing Sean and I have similar interests in sort of content we have a something in our DNA that uh, things don't sit that well with us like um, what would you call it injustice or just racism or or just some of the messed up things happening in society. And there's sort of a hole in the market of people willing to call that out with precision. And so we've always had overlap and synced up like that. And I don't know how he does it. Like this dude is like a magician. He's dancing through raindrops. You know, he's not shying away from controversial topics. And yet he apparently has paid someone off or he knows someone. <laughs> I think, I think, um, I think YouTube, if you don't call people names, which I try yeah. to avoid, then you, you can get away with talking about a lot. And like, <laughs> you also have to be really, you have to be really specific when you, when you speak. Yeah. Well, I, I, I am. That's the thing. Like I'm challenging them. The reason Patreon will not tell me why they think I violate the hate speech is because they know they have no case. I guarantee you. And if they were to say it's this line from this video, it would be so laughable that I'd march it up to like Tim Pool or Steven Crowder and be like, guys, can you please call these MFers out on this? This is how ridiculous they are because they have no right. And Jack Conti is like, look, this is a sobering responsibility. The authority to take away someone's income. Like we never want to get between creators and their audience. Like that's the whole reason we're here is to give you a voice as a creator and to empower you. Oh, and also to control your ability to speak and earn a living. We'll just snatch that away at any moment. Right. So it's yeah. insane. By the way, somebody saying as a longtime subscriber and follow mm-hmm. of yours, I'm talking about a long time ago when you used to actually talk about religion. No matter where you go, your loyal fans will follow you. Love you. No homo. No homo. That's, the well, that's a beautiful father. thing. Yeah. And, and what's crazy is there's guys like that out there and it's so cool. And it's weird. Like I'll get emails of like, I listened to you through high school and it's like, and now they're, you know, married with kids or whatever. And it's great. It's just, it's hard to communicate with those guys because they're like this lost tribe of Israelites who are just like spread out and I don't have a big following social media or anything. So that's where the cancel culture comes in. They take your money, they take your platform. And so now what am I doing? Posting a video to rumble that gets a hundred views. You know, it's just yeah, like... the, the rumble thing is really is really strange because like I mirrored a rumble and all of that, and I'm not against rumble, but the like the monetization that people who are getting paid on rumble are explaining versus like what I'm actually seeing on the back end, and I'm sure you see this too. 
Mm-hmm. It's just not aligned. Like I hear people saying Rumble pays more than YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then I go to my Rumble and I've earned less than a dollar since I've been mirroring of all of my videos, like 800 plus videos. Yeah. Oh, I'm t- I- I've been getting screwed out of that stuff forever. Like I have a music video channel called Tracy Remix. It has, you know, millions of views. I haven't seen a cent from that. Now that's because I don't have the copyright on anything, but like I made a video that has almost 4 million views and I, I haven't seen a dime. Not that I was expecting it. That's not why I made the thing, but it's just, I don't know. It's ridiculous. You, you know, there's a, there's a trick that you can do apparently where you, if you claim a copyright against your own video, then you would split the, the revenue with the uh, person. Oh, really? If that makes sense. Like, so oh, yeah. if you were like, this is like something, you know, if, if basically when they, if, like, let's say you use two different music videos, right? From two mm-hmm. different music companies, they would both claim your video and they would try to claim the revenue and they would split it. So if you filed the claim on yourself, then you would get half the revenue that's being paid to this like music company. Well, I, I have not seen ad revenue since the adpocalypse. So I've given up on that. And not to mention, I got banned from YouTube. Um, you know, it's funny. You're talking about you got to be careful about calling someone a name. Actually, the when I first got over to Censored, within the first month or so, <laughs> Gavin sent me a thing and was like, uh, what's up with this hook nose comment you put in your <laughs> title? <laughs> and he's, he goes, somebody at Censored is a little bit worried that we're using the phrase hook nose to describe someone. And they were wanting to make sure I wasn't talking about Jews, I think. Right. And I was like, no, it's just Anna Kasparian, who's like an Armenian atheist, and she happened to have a, a hook nose. But, you know, people are sensitive. It's like, is that okay? Can I call someone a hook nose? I mean, how many people do you think that have seen your videos think that Anna Kasparian is Jewish and, like, you call her hook nose because of that? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I mean, Howard Stern has a guy <laughs> who calls him hook nose all the time. Um, what was his name? He's a guy. He's part of the whack pack. He calls in all the time. Um, but... No, that's just in good fun. It's like, didn't you talk about the fat brown buffalo? Do you have a clip on that? Oh yeah, I have. I have that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull that up in a second. Okay. But uh, somebody says Jed Lee actually says Sensor TV is worth it. Yeah. The app is clean and easy. At first, I only watch AIU. Now I watch G O M L every day. Is that Gavin show? Yeah, that's uh, get off my lawn. Yeah, I'll get off my lawn and and would stay subbed even if even if AIU sadly left. Yeah, those dudes are good, man. They, Gavin and Ryan, they they put on a show, man. They go to work. Like those guys are old school. He wears a suit. Like they plan stuff out. It's it's all like pretty top notch entertainment. So yeah, I, I I will say I'm a subscriber via censored, and I do like the app. I'm like mm-hmm. very cautiously scrolling through your censored, David. Uh, I'm not David. Uh, uh, Devin, just because I'm I'm terrified of yeah. you putting something in a My thumbnail. Thumb no, it's all mild. get me red flag. But you put the stuff on YouTube as like the preview. But yeah, you've been making videos on there. They've been great. I I've been I've I've loved the censored because if if you uh, have YouTube, you you have to pay for the right separately to like minimize the video if you want to do that on your phone. And like I enjoy listening and all that, and it just converts much easier. So like yeah. I always found the app works. And I remember you telling me Gavin has some like nerd dude that built the app for him. So censored is is a great option. It is cool, and also like the freedom there. Like first of all, Gavin's not going to stop me from doing anything there, which is awesome. But also just you know, I'm I'm doing stuff. That there's no way I could have done on YouTube, and it's not like I'm saying edgy words. I'm talking about like I don't know, like covering a UFC fight. Like that thing would have been gone instantly, or 
or music stuff like that like i just have way more freedom to kind of fully express myself so that's been good and you know for me patreon was really the last thing that i was always nervous about and it was like sitting on a an active volcano or something and you just knew that those idiots would spaz about something and the fact that it's over emmett till of all people like i did three videos on emmett till and the main points that i'm raising in those videos are the following number one i'm against him being murdered like he should not have been murdered and i say that multiple times and there's a video a compilation of clips of me highlighting that point multiple times part two i think i'm against sexual assault as as are you, right? I mean, this is like yeah. basic shit. It's embarrassing to say this. I think he sexually assaulted a woman in a store in 1955. I mean, we have one account of it, and that's what she said. So why would I believe anything else? I mean, there's no evidence to suggest he didn't do that. Um, and it's like, so what? Let, let's say you disagreed with me about that. And you're like, actually, I don't think he, I think he's totally innocent. All he did was whistle. Yeah, well, that's that's how the story like typically goes, where they'll say, "Oh, he he was just like walking by and he whistled at this woman," right. and all that. But it's it's it, it was never really even in dispute, like for the longest time, that that did happen. Oh, yeah, he the did whole whistle. point was this wasn't justified. Well, the murder wasn't justified, but what happened in the store gets overlooked. And if you watch the scene, and this is, I did a video on this, the scene in the recent Emmett Till movie, in all the Emmett Till movies, there's like four others that are, came before this. They all lie about what happened in the store to a ridiculous degree. So for fun, go read her account, Carolyn Bryant's account of what happened. She testified in 1955. She wrote a book about it recently that has been leaked. It's the same account. And it's nothing like what is portrayed in those movies. And that to me is, you know, disgraceful and astonishing one thing that's interesting this whole thing happened at night so the sun was down and this she mentions this in the in the court case in 55 and in every movie every single movie they make it broad daylight like midday and that's such a weird lie to do it's such an easy thing to not get wrong but they do get it wrong because oh in broad daylight you're just going to pull a gun on some guy because he whistled at you it's like that's not what happened but well, that will get that will get Anna to say in broad daylight over and over. <laughs> Emmett Till crossed state lines to get from Chicago to um, where did he go? Mississippi. Yeah, several state lines. And, you know, um, so somebody was saying that you should come back to YouTube a little bit. Like now, you are not back on YouTube, but there is no. this channel that's uh, very interesting that I put up on screen, and it's also linked in the description called The Pouch. Oh, yeah, some guy and, runs that. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would recommend that channel. Um, you know, just 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 saying. Yeah, all my teasers go there, and oh god, I mean that channel has two strikes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't, I can't win, dude. I can't win. So, but back to my point about Emmett Till. Like, if you think that he's innocent of the sexual assault, and I don't, is that hate speech? Hey, we have a disagreement about what happened in a store in 1955. Like, what are we talking about here? So I don't even know who I'm supposed to hate in an Emmett Till video. Right. And so that's why I have a morbid curiosity as to what they think is hate speech out of everything I've said over 10 years. Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's just whatever they're in the mood for. Or, you know, you you posted a video, somebody reported it. They said something about how this mm-hmm. was unfair to Emmett Till. Like there might be somebody who's even paying to follow you on all these things. Yep. So, uh, you know, like 
that happens. Like, you know, I have accounts that, that will follow me and I'll notice them on anytime I have a new paid subscription service, like I'll notice their accounts and all that. It's like, you know, those people are obsessive and they report and like, that's, that's, that's what they, that's what they like to do. But Sean, isn't it crazy? Like even the phrase hate speech, doesn't that give you the heebie jeebies? Like it's so cliche at this point that like, how are we even doing this unironically? Like we're still talking about the freaking concept of hate speech. And if you read their, what they describe it as their definition, it's like all of it sails over my head in terms of, I don't do any of that, but it doesn't matter. What does it matter? They have the power. And they don't have to explain themselves and I have no recourse and I have no appeal. And they're just like, screw you. We're a private company. And, and by the way, thanks for your 10 years of service, creating thousands of videos that you posted for us and all the money you made for us. Goodbye. Uh, It's, it's, and it's, it's just, again, it's, it's rough because you end up having like built up on, cause you know, Patreon's the original one. Uh, people don't know this, but you actually get the better rate, like the founder's rate. If you came yeah. in early, like you and I both did. And mm-hmm. you know, you want people to move over to subscribe star. Like I love the fact that subscribe star doesn't censor or anything like that, but on the back end, subscribe star is not as good. It's not as like useful. Like that's one of the reasons why I, I did the, the website. It's- so I could have something that's more, you know, well- interactive with people. Yeah, it's not as popular either. It doesn't have the brand recognition, which is the trust that Patreon has. And so that's why it's a shame. And look, I have their emails. That's true. And I sent out a mass email to all my patrons. And out of the thousand, 50 came to Subscribestar. So just so you guys know, like, why this is like not some easily fixable situation, you have to sell a thousand people again, which is not easy to do. Which is one of the reasons why I'm telling people go to the link in the description. Sell it, Sean. Sell it. Yeah. Subscribestar.com slash atheism. Thank you. You can find his content there. You can also go to censored.tv, use promo code AIU, and you can go there. But oh, you know, yeah. like like that's that's where you would go to see his content. Now oh, I do want to play this this video okay. though. Please. This this TYT video. Now I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but I want to give you the setup for it because I actually okay. think the story is hilarious. So it. there's an art exhibit at a university and it depicts like it's, it's anti Iranian abuse against women. And like specifically what people, um, what people want to go after them for is, is the fact that they're like disparaging the Iranian culture. But the exhibit is about like how they force women to wear like the, the hijab or mm-hmm. like it's, I, I believe it's the hijab in Iran. So these college kids protest the exhibits because they're like, oh, well, because the the windows are glass, it's non-consensual viewing of this art. So the solution that the university came up with was that they put up curtains to cover up this exhibit, a.k.a. a hijab. Oh, oh no. Nice. A burqa for the art exhibit. Yeah, a burqa for the anti-force burqa art exhibit. So, like, I thought that was hilarious on its own. But then somebody on Twitter mentioned, and this is how I discovered it, that you you get a little mention in here. Oh, really? From from Jank. Not by name, of course, but I just thought thought it would be funny. He's going to reset the the same thing he gets wrong with him. Yes. Can you hear that? So, guys, look, I'm on the left, and I'm from a Muslim background. And... It it have I experienced discrimination because of that? <laughs> you have no idea. The art exhibit would be 
I mean, we wouldn't register, first of all. Uh, so one of my nicknames online is Fat Brown Buffalo, okay, uh, by, <laughs> given to me by the right wing. Be- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so first of all, what kind of discrimination did he face? He's had a charmed existence. He's a multimillionaire, and he has the longest-running show that has never gotten a strike on YouTube, even though he's inspired a fan of his to kill four cops. I mean, where's the discrimination against this guy? People can't pronounce his name. Oh, oh, okay, okay, Devin. What you don't get is that after he was a multi-millionaire, million subscribers right. on YouTube, there was a guy with a kangaroo avatar who right. came up with this nickname, Fat Brown Buffalo. So, and, so and that's discrimination. What's crazy is like it's not even a mystery. Like this is how bad at journalisming these people are. It's very obvious that I came up with Fat Brown Buffalo, which is not like some great thing, but it's weird, weirdly it stuck. And it's like I'm not on the right wing. So, like, maybe you could make the case compared to them. Oh, I'm very far right (laughs) compared to them, but everyone is far right compared to them. That's the whole point. But it's like, he goes, one of my nicknames online is Fat Brown Buffalo. No, that's the nickname. What other nicknames do you have? That's the first thing that comes to his mind. And I love how he's going to gloss over the fat part. He will will say, look, fat. Okay, I get that. But the brown. (laughs) He's going to explain it. I got to play Jank. Here's the reset. Okay. Because I'm brown, and that's by definition bad, right? <laughs> they hate that I uh, was Muslim. I'm now an atheist. Uh, other people hate that, right? And I, the right wing hates me for being Muslim, and whether I'm atheist or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, and by the way, the New York Times and other mainstream media, then when I talk about how, well, okay, but I grew up, I respect uh, Islam, my whole family's Muslim, I, I'm, I protect Muslim American citizens on political issues nonstop. But I don't believe in Islam. The New York Times, he's offending Muslims. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. That was really weird how he only talked about the brown and not the fat and the buffalo. Like, those things are the insulting parts. The brown he took to mean bad, when really it's just descriptive. And all it was was playing by his rules. Where he calls everyone white. White right. cop does this. White mass shooter does that. So we're just calling you brown. So we're, we're calling you by a color the way you call white people by color and he's taking all that other context or subtext that's him yeah. putting that in there and then him saying oh but it's because i'm muslim i'm not calling him fat brown muslim buffalo there's nothing religious about that the the idea that you care that he used to be muslim because he's not even muslim yeah yeah it's like so so he wants the victim points of i'm a muslim i culturally i identify so i'm oppressed even though i'm an atheist by the way he called himself an agnostic for like 30 years, which is like the cringiest thing ever. And it's like, he wants it every way. He wants to, <laughs> poor Jank, poor Jank, and his, he got a nickname. My God, it's like innocent and fun. It's like a Disney nickname. He's he's upset. So it's, it's that he's fat brown buffalo. Like that's the mm-hmm. nickname that you gave him. I'm not saying that. I would never say anything like that. No, I'm, no, I'm very either. respectful. But uh, so he says that's from the right wing. But even the second half of that statement is is just as ridiculous, where he says the New York Times attacks him for saying that his family's Muslim, but he doesn't believe in Islam. <laughs> when has that ever happened? No, no one cares, dude. Literally no one cares about that. But like, why lie that I'm part of the right wing? It's It's so lazy that he lumps me in with just his enemies. It's like, what if he comes out and goes, actually, it's a left-leaning dude who's like an Obama Democrat, calls me a fat brown buffalo? Then people are like, oh, well, then maybe the guy's got a point. 
Like he's not demonized because he's a right winger. You know, they, they just try to discredit their enemies by just labeling them the other. You're the bad guys. All right, you're gonna be you're gonna be a right wing Christian nationalist by by the end <laughs> of Jenk telling the story. <laughs> like, oh you know, that's that's how he uh, that's how he rolls. But no, this is it's it's wild that he keeps bringing this up. So congratulations that you got mm. this like nickname to penetrate into Jenk's brain because he's t- he's done this shtick a bunch of different times, like where he he's like. The right wing call me this, and uh, it's because I'm brown, uh, oh, no. and it's ra- it has nothing to do with the fact that like when a white person does something bad, tyt will go white cop, yes. white yeah. lady, like whatever. It's like the key thing in that situation. Or even when a black person does something bad and they put in the thumbnail like a white like stock photo with the yes. prison jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. All the time that happens. I was thinking about that the other day, like. Think about how many times whiteness has been referenced in pop culture or on the news in the past seven years. Has there ever been a single time it was said in a positive context? Like we're talking about like 10 million negative references in a row. And like eventually even the normie white people are catching on to, wait, why are you shitting on me because of my race? Is that not racism? (laughs) And like, they're so entrenched and like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about race and I'm sort of not about this, but like, yeah, this is getting a little bit ridiculous at this point. So it's just, a, I don't know. Did you see the clip the other day of um, a couple of thugs who were harassing a guy at a restaurant and they, yes. he called them a thug. This is yeah. what, this is a microcosm of what's happening in our society. They then got in the guy's face and said, I dare you to call me the N-word. Call me the N-word. Watch what happens. We'll knock you out. Now, that's essentially what big tech, people like Patreon, um, mainstream media, and mainstream culture is doing. They're saying, hey, white people, I dare you to say something positive about being white. I dare you to show pride in who you are and where you're from. Like, I dare you to say something that's off script. Like, tell me that Emmett Till did something wrong. I dare you. Now, you could be someone living your life, you're into whatever you're into, you have a personal life, you have a job, you have a family, but it might strike you as a little bit weirdly power tripping and a little bit terrorizing for people to challenge and threaten you and try to like belittle you and say, we're not going to let you say that word or, or not, not, not a word. In that case, it was that word, but we don't want you to talk about any of these things. Otherwise, we're coming for you. Now, people might step up and that might be fighting words for anyone. They might say, look, I'm not even interested in this topic, but I'm just not liking you trying to rule over me like a mob boss. Like, that's not cool. So to me, that's like where we're at in society right now. And and they're doing it to generate the video. That's why the camera's mm-hmm. directly in front of their face. And and there's a there's another guy. I um so there's there's this guy, uh decoy voice. Uh he's an Asian dude from LA. He does short videos, somehow succeeds on YouTube with it. Uh mm-hmm. really cool guy. And he was talking about um, how one of these guys who's like a six foot six black dude goes up and he starts crap with people in public, films it to put it on his YouTube channel. And this is just like monetized harassment. And people are like, oh, he doesn't do that. That's ridiculous. He's like, no, no, he's in L.A. I'm in L.A. I've run into him in real life. So Mm -hmm. like that's this guy's shtick. And it's just a monetizable like kind of thing. Like you're you you can just do that now. Because, you know, it works. This is like Darwinism. It, if it works, it works. And they have no incentive to stop. 
So well, it's you like if, if you get a video of somebody calling you the N-word and you're a black person, you can oh. guarantee money. Like, you know, you and I both talked about that college girl. You know, obviously yeah. she shouldn't have been drunk, shouldn't have been throwing punches and all that. But like right. the reaction to her saying the N-word to them in the moment was them laughing and being like, yes, we got you. Your life is over. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, days later after the video goes viral, the woman could barely speak. She's crying on television. Like, who are we kidding? Oh, she might kill herself. I mean, th- this happens all the time. You know, people get shamed and bullied, and it's just like a, a mob mentality. It's um, it's sad, and no one's intervening. That's the thing. So this behavior gets rewarded. But by the way, on the Young Turks, like, it's all fun and games. They're idiotic and sort of amateur hour. But, like, you know, the fourth cop recently died from Gavin Long, their fan. And they got away with that you know they were not held financially responsible uh they have never commented on it publicly that their fan they inspire and they do anti-cop videos all the time my next video is reacting to an anti-cop video they did and that sickens me and so i'm going to be doing more videos about gavin long because you know if i get booted off of every platform this to me is important that someone avenges those four cops who died because of the inanity of Jimmy Dore, Jenk Uger, Anna Kasparian. Like, that's not a joke. That's not like, a, oh, fat brown buffalo, isn't it fun? Are these people fat and hook-nosed? They killed people. Right. So, that, like, just to be serious for one second, I'm coming for them for that, and I, I want the families to sue them for that civilly. Right. It's – it's uh, it, I, I do remember – and that guy was in, like, some – they called it, like, a living death where he could barely oh, move, yeah. and his, like, young wife had to take care of him, yep. like, 24-7. Like, it was a horrible situation. He was like that for years. Yeah, he was shot and, in the brain. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk. For and it years. was it was directly – it was it, the and long for people who are like, oh, well, him just being a fan, whatever. Right. He like, liked for those of you who don't around. know, he, he would do reaction videos to the Young Turks in stories, by the way, where they would make up like non-facts about the cases. So like a woman got slammed by a cop and they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, it was probably a black woman. It wasn't, but yeah. Gavin Long saw it. And when he was asked by Jimmy Dore, like, what is he going to do? Like, or what would you do? Because this is a question that Jimmy posed. Mm-hmm. If you saw somebody beating on a woman, like a black woman, it cuts to Gavin Long. And he's like, I'm going to fight back. And Jimmy's like, I would get a tire iron. So they were like encouraging this. And he went off and did that. Well, it's even worse than that, Sean. Jimmy Dore set it up. He says, when do you fight back? When do you push back with yeah. resistance and, and violence? And, he, and then he says, I would get a tire iron. And then Gavin Long cuts. I mean, he was a YouTuber, guys. He's yeah. doing reaction videos to the Young Turks anti-cop shit. And he's like, oh, good idea, Jimmy. I'll fight back too, and I'll kill four of them. Yeah, he said, I wouldn't, like, I'm not going to be the one. He's like, you're not the real ones. I'm the real one. Don't worry about, like, you know, it, it yeah. was very sketchy. But the fact that he was mirroring videos that were just provably false, that a completely irresponsible speculation on top of everything else was also, like, you know, it's just Damn. it's just horrible. Now, Red Pill Fight Club says he he mm-hmm. streams on Rumble and features both of our content often. Uh, Red Pill Fight Club is the name. Uh, Red Pills many uh, with the thorough takes Sean gives and the internally uh, eternal. Uh, I can't read nice. eternally on point snark from Devin. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's somebody who's streaming your stuff. So he's more successful on Rumble than both of us. Uh, well, uh, he will be hearing from my lawyers and uh, I will be copywriting all of the content he is uh, currently streaming. 
Somebody, somebody's asking which website is superior, Odyssey or Rumble. So I actually, I, I think Rumble is the more is the one that's going to be more successful because they're starting to pay some people. And like the secret is, is if you offer money, talent will show up. Like you know, that's that's why YouTube beat like Vimeo. What you're calling us whores? It's it's just it's just some, it's not even that. It's just like ta- you know like. If if you had a choice to work pl- uh, two places, one where they pay you nothing, and the other yeah. one where they pay you anything, like you're going to choose the one where they pay you. Well, look, a lot of these competitor sites have always been rinky dink. It's always like, oh, you should come over here. It's this and that, and it's like there's always something. There's a bug. The quality's crap. The interface sucks. Something. See, but, I, but the thing is, I like Odyssey. I like every everything on Odyssey in terms of quality interface and all that. And technically, they've paid me more than Rumble. They've paid me at least a dollar fifty two months in a row. Cha-ching. Yeah, there was a great site called VidMe, I believe. And they were doing so well that they got way too many views, and they couldn't hack the bandwidth. And they're like, we are deleting the website. Like, sorry, guys, we did too well. We can't afford it. Oh, so, Devin, I think this mm-hmm. is a response to you, maybe, uh, yeah. You do realize white women caught in interracial acts often claimed rape and exaggerated what happened past and present. So saying Emmett Till, Emmett Till is, I, the sentence is breaking up, mm-hmm. someone pretty suspect. Give Oh, so basically, you know, Emmett Till di- doing this, uh, sexually assaulting someone is pretty suspect given the times and the era. Yeah, this uh, is just retardation i mean that's just saying a blanket statement the south was racist so anything that happened in the 1950s in the south is got to be the white people's fault because racism that's garbage it's it's also like one uh she wasn't consenting to being (laughs) she wasn't consenting to anything in the middle of the night in in a store like that that wasn't happening two emmett's friends said they dared him to go in and like hit on this woman so yeah. like he he grabbed her and then he said something vulgar to her. Like mm-hmm. this isn't exactly, you know, this it's isn't not the a, exact thing that you would consent to. It's not even a hard stretch to imagine him doing this. This is not like a tall tale. This is like a very easy to believe scenario. Um, you know, the guy's it's, 14. And, and it's it's not like it's not like a rape or it, it it's like a it's a sexual assault, but it's like a comparatively minor on the scale. And, and also the the premise of white women lie and exaggerate all the time. What are you talking about? What about all the times they are assaulted and sexually attacked? Are we factoring those in? And then what is her incentive to lie here? So if you say that, if you ask an open-ended question to a person with a brain that wrote that comment, they would say, oh, well, it's racism, Devin. She just randomly decided to be racist to this guy. Meanwhile, she ro- runs and operates a store. This is a young mother, 21 years old, has a couple kids, a husband. She runs a convenience store in the deep south, surrounded by a bunch of plantations. It caters to black people. She's surrounded by black people all day, every day. But all of a sudden, she pulled a gun on one of them and has this very detailed story that has been consistent for the past 60 years. It's it's like, also that it, it happened, like the witnesses were like Till and like his friends that were outside, like outside the store. So like, why would she, if she had a consensual interaction with this person, right? Or like tell this story that's not even like an ultra severe version of a, of a of a this kind of assault and it, when there's like no witnesses it's not like somebody's like oh i saw you making out with that 15 year old like that's not that's not realistic plus the mother 
has talked the mother talked about how he's from Chicago, so he didn't know how things work down in the South and all that. Like if you read if you read between the lines of what people who are supporting Till are saying, even they believe he did it. <laughs> yeah, and again, the caveat is like even though he did do this, he doesn't deserve to die, and no one says he yeah. did. And so Devin, it's like, do you, do you remember an old video of yours featuring a crazy uh, African American gentleman walking down train tracks more specific. with an <laughs> yes, axe? Yes, I do know that one. Yes, and somebody wants you to re-upload it. Oh my god, that it's somewhere up there, man. It's like I could find it. That dude was insane. I, that was also a TYT fan. I believe that was Corey Muhammad. Um, right. Yeah, he's a psycho. But um, so yeah, she gets assaulted, and this woman wanted no no part of this. She didn't even tell her husband, like she was gonna just bury this. And she finally was like, "Okay, here's what happened in the store." She had no part in what her husband and uh, brother-in-law did, and she's just like, "I don't want any of this shit." Like I I didn't ask to be sexually assaulted, but see what is infused in that comment is a blanket white guilt statement of Devin. Let's go easy and let's give them the benefit of the doubt because racism. That's right. essentially what they're saying. So, like, Rodney Reed did the same thing. Remember where they go, Rodney Reed attacked and raped and murdered this woman. Yeah, but look, it was a few years ago. It was a couple decades ago, and there was racism. You know, that was the South, too, Sean. There's yeah. racism over there. So, I think yeah. people were just upset that she was having a secret affair with this dude and, like, fucking him at four in the morning. I, I would I would say like the thing is with the till it, like let's say let's say what Emmett Till did was actually ten times worse than what this woman claimed. Mm-hmm. That's still like none of us are making the case that what these adults did to this fifteen year old child is justified in any way. So like people who make the argument that Emmett Till is completely innocent, I think it's a perfect example of unbelievably stupid white guilt because yeah. that's actually not relevant what happened like you don't you don't need them you don't need them to have target till for no reason at all like that doesn't make any sense exactly sorry got a dog here uh, Devin's being attacked by a wild uh, pit bull if you've seen those videos and somebody says as a regular Joe Edgewise CL who can't just send five bucks a month uh, to everyone a month actually Devin talks about this how what he's competing with I support Nerdrotic monthly, but eventually AJW and AIU are next for me. I would say, listen, if my videos right now are available for free, I don't have like a paywall content because I still have my platform. Like if you want to see Devin's videos because they they are behind the paywall, I would say support him before me. I mean, oh that's kind of what this whole stream is all about. Subscribestar.com slash atheism. That was selfless. Yeah. If Sean didn't gain 15,000 subs every time I blink, then I would probably be trying to like do a rally for him. And like, I think Sean's going to be all right, guys. Like, but no, yes, obviously if the situation was reversed and he had been banned and I had a massive YouTube channel, I think Sean and my fans know that I'd be promoting him and shouting him out. But it just so happens that I got screwed, <laughs> even though he basically says the same thing I do, but he's just a nicer guy. And so no one bans him. I, I'm telling you, those nicknames, they may be iconic, but they, they get you. They just like uh, Slippery Sean to say that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe how many people bought Slippery Sean shirts. Like <laughs> Profiting off of the mockery 
of towards you from others. It's yeah, it's brilliant. just a terrible. It was it's a terrible nickname too. But I I kind of like it. That's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, been with you since the days of mostly Atheum postings. I appreciate the new stuff very much. I donate from time to time and hope that helps keep your channel up and running. Uh, I'm hoping you're not sending it to PayPal anymore because Devin also got nuked off of PayPal. <laughs> Nuked is a mushroom cloud. I, I thank you, Mr. Message Writer. Uh, my only complaint is that you just sent Sean 20 bucks, and that's 20 bucks I will never see. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, I got I to gotta play this, uh, this, uh, this video right quick. Um, okay. Because y- you mentioned it earlier, and it's, it's only 20 seconds. So, like, this is just, it's, this is just wild. First of all, everything about this woman, uh, I'm not about her. But wait a minute. Can you see the like count on that? That's the craziest, like, cherry on top of this. Um, well, the the like count for here, like, this Twitter, no, I, I, th- this is, like, catch-up. So I don't know if they're uh, affirmative on, or I would assume against. On TikTok, she's going around thinking she's an influencer now because she has a fan base. Like, this is her catchphrase now she keeps talking about. How terrible the pig people she, are. She's she's forty one years old. That's ridiculous. Well, didn't you say that <laughs> that twenty five year old Asian? You couldn't figure out how old he, he was. He was nineteen, not 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 even yeah. twenty. But wait a minute, Sean is an expert. He lives in and among Asians, and he can't put an age on them. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's well, it's like she's doing all like the way she acts is like a child, and the blue hair and all of that, and you know, like. She like it's not say, like she's wrinkling, so it's like okay. everything about her screams super young. And then Vince comes in in a suit, and he, you know, like he he looks a little older. So mm-hmm. I think at least twenty five. It turns out he's nineteen, still in college. Let me ask you a question. Um, by the way, nineteen was the same age that William Hung was, where she bangs, she bangs. But <laughs> how old are you allowed to be to have purple hair for you to still give it a pass? Um. Uh, so. So, okay, uh, full disclosure, she mm-hmm. didn't have the full purple, but I dated a girl with purple tips, and I think uh, she had them when just I, the when, like, just the tips of her hair, like, the, yeah. were, were purple, just the tip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, she, so I, I think I stopped hanging out with her when she was, I want to say, 21, so okay. the cap is 21. I can see that. I mean, it, it's like a sign from nature telling you this is a poisonous mushroom. Like, beware. But I guess it attracts the kind of guy she wants it to attract. Like, otherwise, why do it? <laughs> I, you know, I. Well, maybe I, she's a lesbian. Well, it's it's supposed to be like a rebellion. So, like, eight, the thing is about like you know, this is the benefits of living in an Asian neighborhood. So, like, the classic Asian rebellion is to dye your hair blonde. But this is like the like I have to make my hair as inhuman and unattractive as possible so i dye it like a purple or blue or like a non-actual redhead color red so like Sean, it is this is peacocking this is what yeah. this phenomenon is known as and it's thirsty it's you know desperate for attention it was funny uh, that sam smith video from before with the pea earlier in the video he comes out and he's literally wearing a peacock like there's a peacock on his back so he's taking it very literal, but like a lot of what we see online is just young people scrambling for a point and an identity and some attention. So we live in an attention economy. Everyone has an algorithm to maintain your interest. This is just a, a visible example of that 
deep urge that is never quenched like that thirst that they have. I, so it's I, cringe I, to watch. I got to, I got to play this though, but yeah, Please no, it, it definitely is like all about attention. And I will also point out there's nothing more American right now than for you to just dye your hair, this inhumane color and talk left wing, uh, social justice talking points. So this was like the most anti-assimilation girl. Like I got news for you. Nobody's doing this in Korea. When you say doing this, you mean having sex with this? Well, yeah, well that too, but apparently she has two kids. So somebody is, but like nobody's doing this in Korea where they're dyeing their hair like this and talking about like saving black people from the history of slavery. But I got to play this video. Okay. And this is what happens when you learn history written by white people who paint themselves as white saviors. I mean, come on. Uh, already but she's trying to say that we didn't help korea and she's talking about a unified korea like what are you north korean like the south koreans are pretty distinctly different i mean culturally definitely even racially at this point but like how are you not going to say that america helped out korea it's it's indisputable like not only did america like help korea but they still do and rebuilt korea like like you know they were they were hit real hard by the Japanese. By the way, I, I can't remember what country beat the Japanese in World War II. Um, okay. It just eludes me right now. But uh, they were hurt by the Japanese until a random nation ended up defeating the Japanese and uh, dropping two atomic bombs and liberating the Koreans. Then we sent soldiers to go die in the Korean War, which was very unpopular in this country. Mm-hmm. We split the nation, and you look at North and South Korea, it's like, you know, there's there's no contest. Yeah, it's weird. And to this day, we have their back. Like, we're their allies. But also, I like the equating of America to just white people. So her hatred towards whites just is now, like, as if there weren't people of, of color fighting in Korea, too. There were, there were a lot. So I like that one. We, we also fixed Japan. Like, you know, I, I was gonna, I was going to do a video on why we failed in Iraq and Afghanistan. And one of the reasons why we failed is because we let them write their own constitution. So like in both their constitutions, they have this provision where um, Sharia law takes precedent over the constitution. So like they can have a court that will override laws, even if they're in their constitution, if it conflicts with Islamic law. The Japanese had that kind of system with the emperor, who's also a religious figure, and they put forward a draft constitution in World War II or at the end of World War II that basically kept everything the same, kept the emperor in place and all that. And Douglas MacArthur, who was the commander of our armed forces in Japan, was said no, and he basically rewrote their constitution. Like, it's the most undemocratic thing possible, but look at Japan right now. They've done very well, and we took a very particular course post-World War II. I think Tom Cruise had something to do with it, Last Samurai, something like that. But, yeah, you raise a good point about the the Iraq, such as (laughs) the maps. Because white supremacy tells them they're the good guys. Korea's biggest heartbreak is our history of being torn apart into two separate countries for white people's fight for world domination. Hold on. How, How did we tear them apart? Like they had no internal problems. Like that's like saying we tore Vietnam apart. It, it's it's just it's it's uh 
it's white people were nearby. I mean, forget what side they were on in the war or anything like that. Yeah. White people as in America. And uh, therefore, it's their fault. Meanwhile, again, Korea was self-governing for a long period of time until they were taken over by the Japanese. Then some country, I don't know, United States of America maybe, uh, defeated the Japanese. And yeah, there was some destabilization that went on in Korea. And that led to like a communist revolution starting, which, of course, was backed by the communist Chinese, who, of course, backed the most like authoritarian regime and there's a reason why North Korea is significantly worse. Again, the whole peninsula would be North Korea, if yeah. not for us. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, and um, what's great is that we lump them all together as Asians in America, which is, you know, um, kind of sloppy, lazy, and it it overlooks every cultural and um, distinction that they have. But if you want to see racism, go listen to a Japanese person describe a Korean or a yes. Chinese person describe a Japanese person. I mean, they're the most racist people ever, and it's like – uh, what her problem is, is her perspective is as a severe minority in America, she feels otherized and she doesn't like to be a minority. You, you'll never hear a minority say that, but it is so fundamentally true. They're just like, look, I don't want to be in a white majority country. That's why I have all this vitriol to white people. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is she, she was actually born in Korea. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of attitude usually comes from next gen immigrant. She was born in Korea. She probably speaks Korean. Like, feel free to go back to Korea. Like, 90, 98% like ethnic Koreans in Korea. Yeah. You're telling me she's a mom. She has two kids. What's the. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flair.com. The acronym for mother I would not like to fuck. Oh. <laughs> it's not as catchy. It's not as catchy. Will, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's just too long. Milnif. Somebody's saying they're wearing it's... the Slippery Sean shirt right now. Um, <laughs> somebody joined your bald tribe last weekend. So that's You know good. what? I like that. Um, I recommend shaving in the shower. Go with like they have good electric uh, razors. You can do that. It's just kill two birds with one stone. And uh, welcome. And also shave downstairs too. Don't stop. Um, <laughs> clean it up down there. You know. Go completely hairless. Uh, I I would say. Do you know the um? So the uh, Mecca Wing Zero says that this this uh like pit bull owners are in denial about how dangerous pit bulls are. And it reminds mm-hmm. him of other crime statistics. Uh, do you have any commentary on all these videos of pit bull attacks going around? I think there is a actual argument to be made, but the, the pit bull analogy is really interesting in terms of like hate speech. So if you're against dog bites or like dogs biting kids, you know, tends to come to the forefront because they do severe damage and kill them sometimes. Isn't that a valid thing to be concerned about? So why would people throw up roadblocks and be like, hey, Hey, person who's concerned about dogs killing children, what's your bigotry all about, bro? You keep talking about pit bulls. Like, why are you talking about them like that? I'm like, well, they they do it disproportionately. So we have to draw attention to them because, remember, we care about dogs killing babies. That's a thing. And it's just so weird how we just lose the plot and just veer off course. And it becomes about this person's fake fabricated racism or bigotry towards pit bulls, towards bleeps. It's just like people wake the hell up. This is like morality 101. This is not even that complex or interesting. Should well, I, go without saying. I, I get that people are like, oh, you should completely ban the dog breed, right? And, you know, a lot of apartments and they already do that. You can't have a pit bull in certain places like across right. the country because they're considered to be very violent dogs. And, you know, maybe that's a little bit too far. Maybe they have like a purpose and, and, you know, and all that, but like fundamentally, I'm not going to get mad at somebody who sees a bunch of pit bull attacks and are now like, Hey, like we should stop breeding these dogs, which are, were bred to be violent because they're violent. And I, like, to me, like I care so much more about children than a dog breed that people think looks nice. Like That's true. There was an interesting proposition brought up recently. I was going to do a video about it. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, Matt Walsh came up with this idea of the death penalty for drug dealers. 
and it was like this controversial thing. It's kind of like Old Testament vibe to it. Like he's really kind of letting his true nature fly here. But his argument was drug dealers kill people. So why is it so morally normal for us to say, hey, a guy murdered someone. Okay, well, put him to death or send him to jail forever. And why then are we so hesitant if a drug dealer is like, if he's, you know, we're not talking pot, if he's like dishing out, it's an easy case to make that he has killed human lives. So why would the death penalty for that be such a repulsive idea to most people? I'm I'm guessing it's like the intent and, you know, like the Singaporean model, like, which is what he was referencing is actually it's, it's broader than, than people think. Like I remember there was an Australian guy and he did bring, he, he did bring some, a good amount of drugs into, uh, into Singapore and they sentenced him to death and the Australian government could not save him. So hmm. they executed an Australian national in their country. So it is, it is serious. If somebody asks you to bring something to Singapore, do not do it because you're not being a citizen of there. It's not going to help you. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh Walsh was using that as an example for like why they don't have like the litter that we have in the United States on the streets, like, you know, the homeless people and all that. And I would say, like, Singapore has a bunch of other mechanisms that you might want to take or leave before you just, like, embrace this one thing. So I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about the uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be, like, against it in most cases. Yeah, it's just an interesting concept because at first, when you hear that, you're like, wow, that's a radical, like, severe thing. But then if you actually think about it, there's a point. Of course, the death penalty, you can easily argue, is uh, going too easy on people and life in prison is – uh, a far more suitable punishment, although it costs us way more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to to get into a like a good old fashioned debate about something that is actually morally nuanced like that. I mean, the 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 Filipino president, I don't know if he's still the president, uh, Duterte. He got elected because he partially said, "If you if you're in the Philippines and you want to kill a drug dealer, then I'm going to empower you as a citizen to do that." So he was mm-hmm. like skip the death penalty like you can just do it hey did you hear about this mass shooting in lansing is, is that the, the one in the michigan college? yeah michigan uh so this guy apparently he had been caught with an illegal gun in 2019 he was yes. supposed to do five years he got a year probation and, and they let him they let him plead to a misdemeanor which is which is even right. more crucial because if they would have got him to plead to a felony than felon felon prohibited possessor but it was an illegal concealed carry what he got pulled yeah, over for it's a severe thing and this is exactly what i'm talking about to help the gun problem in america is we have to double the, whatever the punishment is for an illegal gun so instead of five years he should have done 10 he turned out doing zero because there's a democratic uh, da over there right? yeah it was a it was a progressive da at the time exactly downgraded the charges and and she's all about that. And I've been watching interviews of her and she runs on this. She's proud of this. Like her goal is to depopulate the prisons. And it's like, well, when you do that, you put the criminals in society and she's not going to go to the victims of the people that that guy went out and killed. She's not going to talk to them. She's never going to be like, my policy got that guy out of prison. He killed your family member. Sorry. Like that's, she doesn't even feel the need to do that. No. It's kind of sh- scandalous. I- I'm going to somebody uh, super chatted uh, Nicholas Turcotti and uh, he said uh, TYT told him that you were paid by the Russians. Is that true? I wish, dude. I'm getting paid by nobody. I just got banned from Patreon. Sean <laughs> yeah, the, is making Sean's going to retire with all these super chats at the end of this. 
<laughs> but the, the the point of the uh, video is, uh, or the stream in part, is that you go to the ah. link in the description, subscribestar.com slash atheism, Bingo. and you sign up on Patreon. I'm sorry, Subscribestar, because Patreon banned Devin. And Not somebody good. somebody said that's his kind of poison mushroom. I'm assuming that's referring to the Korean lady. So maybe he's into her. Somebody somebody will do it. Yeah, oh, um, dude, dude. We know. But but I I will I will say the yeah the 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 fact that the guy could have easily been in jail at the time of this crime is it's just absurd. But like, how many times are we going to see that before people realize that letting all the criminals out brings all the criminals like keeps all the criminals so- out in the street to reoffend? So, Sean, what is it? Because like those voting districts that put those kind of people in, those progressive um, politicians in, they're so democratic that they think they're doing the right thing. They don't realize that the people that they're putting in have terrible policies, and it's going to haunt them. It's going to come back to like revisit them. So what is the challenge? you got to turn Democrats into like not being Democrats? Because you know they're voting on racial lines half the time, and it's just like the cycle continues and nothing changes. Well, we have to we have to stigmatize like criminals. Like it's very important that we have like high social costs for for criminals because like the criminal justice system, like the deterrence of punishment is like the lowest form of deterrence because when most people commit crimes, they don't think they're going to get caught. So yeah, like if they don't feel like they're going to get caught, then like the fear of consequences in that way doesn't work. But if you if you make it so like criminals are reviled instead of revered then that has social consequences. You know what's crazy? And, the way to build a bridge here it might come through people like Anna Kasparian, who's like, look, crime, homelessness, I don't care about left-right uh, sportsmanship anymore, like the, all that culture war nonsense. Like, crime is crime, people. Um, you know, we have to deal with this, and like, let's not turn this into a political talking point issue. Like, this is it's crazy at this point. All, all it took for her was to be assaulted by a homeless person. Yeah, he he like what? Ground like grinded up on if her you, butt. If 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 you watch the Ben Shapiro thing, she actually explains it in yeah. a little more detail. She she's walking her dog in her neighborhood, which is a nice mm. neighborhood, and she goes and bends over to pick up poop, and a homeless guy comes up from behind her, and apparently he was with another homeless guy, uh, and he's fully saluting. If you catch my drift. And he just starts humping her, grabs her by the by the uh, waist, and starts humping oh her as she goes over. So, wow. she, and and it was actually it's it was actually like really emotional. And like Anna's Ben Shapiro interview is ridiculous in a lot of ways, where yeah, she's like, "I'm not trying to demonize, I'm trying to communicate." But like that moment where she's explaining this, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm terrified twice a day when I have to walk my dog," like you know. And that's her flip, by the way. That's her like something happened to her. And then she realized, oh, wait, maybe all these policies are kind of stupid. Yeah, I guess it does kind of take that as like a wake-up call um, where people just stop giving a shit. And they're like, look, we are a one-issue voter. Get the goddamn homeless up out of this area. Yeah. Or or like the crime reaches a critical mass where it's like, whoever's going to deal with this, we're voting for you. Like, I think that's a better way to approach it, though, like problem-based, solution-based. At, at least on the local level, like a lot of mm-hmm. there's like a lot of uh, New York has always been a super democratic place, New York City specifically. But they elected Republican mayors five times in a row in New York mm-hmm. City because they wanted the crime to be done with. And they weren't going to basically go on the suicide pact that Philadelphia, Baltimore, New Orleans are on where they just keep electing the same party over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Like, 
By the way, yeah, somebody says, hey, Devin, I appreciate everything you do. Recently, my cousin married a boar dude from rural South Africa. His stories from home reminded me about your takes on the South African farm murders. Any more videos on the subject? Yeah, I'd like to revisit South Africa. Um, I'm actually working on a series about uh, a neighboring country to South Africa, which is Namibia. And it's about the Germans a hundred years ago. They went down there, and it was the first genocide of the 20th century. And it was interesting how it all went down and who's to blame and what happened. Uh, of course, it's very easy and tempting to say, you know, F the Germans, it's the Germans' fault, and they're not uh, without guilt, of course. But they didn't do it for no reason. And I go into it, and it's an interesting story. And I'm tapping back into my historian self. You know, history is kind of cool sometimes. We're, we're going we're gonna to go over that uh, South Africa video from uh, Pazovic. Uh, so you can okay. hear about the uh, his take on what's going on with their like infrastructure collapse. Uh, well, Carolyn Bryant. Crazy. Okay, go ahead. Carolyn, Carolyn oh. Bryant recently came out and said she lied about the original story. Oh, uh, what do you think about that, Devin? Oh my I, God! I see, see, it's comments like that that like now I'm going to have to do a video on that. So the short version of that is no, she didn't. She didn't oh, lie. Carolyn Bryant from Emmett Till. <laughs> yes, uh, that is completely made up, and the guy who propagated that lie that she recanted he is a best-selling author and has a ton of money because he spread that lie carolyn bryant says she didn't recant carolyn bryant's daughter who was there at that meeting says she didn't recant and she put out a statement in her book or biography that exactly matches up to her testimony from 55 so all of the key components are there and the fat little monster that is spreading that lie did it for self-interest yeah and it's it's um and and that's the thing that's led to people demanding prosecution. But it I, I actually mentioned this in a video where it's like, look, this isn't like again, nobody's saying it's justified anything like that. Like I I hate that you have to give that caveat. But apparently, Devin got banned off of Patreon because he didn't caveat that eight hundred times. He only did it seven hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> but um, even if you read the quote, like what he's actually saying, she recanted was like testimony that helped her husband get out so like maybe she lied about his uh his whereabouts or something at trial so even that like his initial statement got twisted and escalated she's Mm -hmm. never changed her story about what emmett till did to her exactly and just think of this think of the pressure like the amount of energy in the air of people wanting her to be a liar you know, oh, wouldn't it be great if she's just this evil racist who on her deathbed is like, you know what? I made the whole thing up. Like, we're just totally racist. I mean, the need for that, the want for that is why that story got traction. And why if you personally right now were to research that, it would take you an hour to get to the truth about it because it would be so many lies about her. Oh, she recanted and all that. You'd have to sift through that and realize who's publishing those lies and what their benefit, like what's their point their agenda and all that and and they raise money off of it they'll they'll say give us money and we'll lobby the government to charge her with murder because like the other guys got double jeopardy but she was never charged no statute of limitations on murder whoopi goldberg wants to put her on trial she's sitting there doing interviews talking about they're doxing her she's living at a senior center she's like 125 years old she has like blood cancer she's dying and they still want to like punish this woman this is the bloodlust uh, and this is all symbolic, but that's a real woman. And think of that. She's the victim of a sexual assault from like, you know, half a century ago. And she's taking shit as she's dying yeah. for no reason. 
she she told her husband what happened to her, and then her husband and a bunch of other people, by the way, who weren't all white. But Sean, begrudgingly, she didn't want to tell her husband because she was worried about what he would do. Yeah, but they they killed this kid, and then it becomes the most famous instance of of this kind of situation. And yeah. like her whole life is about this, and now they're trying to like frame her as somebody who lied about Emmett Till. When again, this was not like this is like a modern invention that Emmett Till didn't do anything. Like this is <laughs> this is not this is not a thing that was alleged at the time because like I guess I guess weirdly people had better morals back then because at the time people were like, oh, this is horrible what they did to this kid. I don't care what he did. But for some reason, people need him to be like innocent. You need to clear Emmett Till's name for some reason. Sean, it gets way worse than that. So first of all, when I say she begrudgingly told her husband, her husband found out from other people what had happened there and then confronted his wife and said, tell me what happened there. And, you know, this is like 1950s. This is like you tell your husband. So she was forced to then give the details. And then she has been taking shit ever since. But the the need to make Emmett Till innocent has spread to his father. His father, yeah. who ten prior, raped and killed three white women. He raped two of them, killed a third. So, and he was executed by the U.S. military in 1944. And so, like, but and they he, come and, out and, and say he was he's innocent. He was essentially forced into the military because yes. he got arrested for another crime. I forget what it was. It was domestic violence against the mom and they said we're either going to throw you in jail or come out and fight for us it was out in italy and they're coming out saying emmett till's father is innocent of those multiple rapes and murder out in italy for no reason other than he has to be innocent because emmett till has to be innocent (laughs) it's like the father and the son it's religion you you know you know what's funny about this it's like um like you know like none of us have ever seen a unicorn because they likely don't exist but like imagine if if i found a unicorn and mm-hmm. i showed it to you devin like you know you're visiting new york at some point in time and i'm like sure. look here's a unicorn and you're like you know what i'm not impressed by that like i would be more impressed if there were two unicorns here but like one is just totally irrelevant so like the emmett till case is already this like fantabulous mm-hmm. violent case <laughs> where like a child was killed and like these guys got off and the kid was visiting from Chicago and his mother did the thing with the funeral and all of these things that made this case like so like, you know, far beyond like the individual murder that took place. But people are like, no, no, but I also want Emmett Till to be innocent from that. Like they want that extra. They already got a unicorn case. They want a mm-hmm. double unicorn. But the thing is, once you're once it's been established that you can lie and you're fine lying, then go wild you might as well lie like nothing can stop you and by the way if unicorns did exist vosh would probably want to suck their horns true by the way somebody's so that we got the super chat from dan campbell it says watching uh devin's patreon has banned video now uh how frustrating is it not knowing specifically uh what you're fighting for or like what you're fighting i mean obviously you know what's really going on patreon thinks they have plausible deniability. So it's basically like how how frustrating is it to be banned and be told to appeal, but then, you know. Well, Sean, not- it's like you've been in courtrooms. It, imagine walking into a courtroom and they go, we are the prosecution and we are also the judge and we find you guilty. And I say, of what? They go, assault, aggravated assault. And they go, okay, we rest our case. The prosecution rests. You're guilty. Do you want to offer a defense? And I go, uh, I didn't assault anyone. What is your proof? What is your evidence? I did. 
They go, don't worry about it. We know you did. Your defense is over. We find you guilty. That's exactly what has happened. And these people have the nerve to talk about an appeal. An appeal to what? They don't have the balls to tell me what I said because they know it's going to be ridiculous. It's not going to survive the light of day or any scrutiny with their own policy. We, we were talking about this earlier. It's basically locked up abroad where um, where what you call it, they, they – um, there's like a case, I think it was like in the Middle East somewhere, or maybe it was in India, where this mm. guy's telling his story. And he's like, oh, my lawyer showed up when I was in jail. And I was like, cool, what's going to be our defense? And he was like, you got 10 years. And the guy's <sighs> like, what do you mean you got 10 years? He's like, oh, I, I'm your lawyer. But in this country, we come over and we tell you you're guilty. Uh, somebody says they subscribe for uh, $20 to your subscribe store. That's great. Thank and you, uh, Dylan is saying that Carolyn Bryant rescinded her original story about Emmett Till incident. It was in all mainstream media publications. What do you think about this now that the uh, the mainstream media is running with it on black? I mean, I mean, we did talk about this. It's no, not. No. Yeah, yeah. Real. I mean, this is a reset. Right. So but it's interesting that it's that powerful. So like these are smart people. These are people in Sean's audience who completely bought into the fact that she recanted that story. Think about that. That's power. Now, it, it's you have a machine of people. Just think objectively. How many people have a vested interest in Carolyn Bryant rescinding that story? Millions. How many people are fighting for the truth of the matter that she didn't recant? Carolyn Bryant? Uh, she's 145 years old. Okay? It's like the Red Woman. Remember the Red Woman from Game of Thrones when she takes yeah. off the necklace? That's her. That's Carolyn Bryant. <laughs> She has her, she has her daughter, who's like a private mother, who's like, you know, whatever, a MILF, who cares? Those people are not, they don't have money behind them. They don't have a platform. They're not going to fight this. It's the same thing with Adnan Syed and the serial podcast versus Heyman Lee's brother, like, or, or Paul Howell and his family versus Justice for Julius and Kim Kardashian. This is David and Goliath nonsense. And it even seeps into the brains of smart people in Sean's audience. They actually believe this. Well, it's it was widely repeated, but you also have to think about it like this: like for years and years, she's maintained her story. Then this obviously financially motivated, like huge, I'm a civil rights guy, uh-huh. talks to her, and three people were in on the conversation, and he's the only one who got the takeaway. Supposedly, if we even believe that he genuinely believes this, that yeah. she rescinded her thing. Even though, like, his quote is super weak on its own. Like, if you go find it, it's like, it's, it's like, again, it's it's like she testified at the trial, which was the trial of her husband, not the trial of Emmett Till. So it's Sean, like, maybe she was lying about something in the trial, which, again, where her husband was or whatever. Sean, it was, he recorded the conversation, but he didn't turn the recorder on for this part, for this juicy part. And in his notes, he wrote down, that part wasn't true. Without any context, just that part wasn't true. And then that became the whole thing wasn't true. And yeah. meanwhile, Carolyn Bryant and her daughter are like, what are you talking about? This did not happen. And by the way, that conversation, he waited nine years before publishing the book and telling people that she had recanted. Nine years. He was waiting for her to die, but then this woman like lives forever, apparently. Right, right. Because now she didn't die, and she releases her version of things, which completely spits in the face of this recantation. Is that a word? Yeah. Somebody somebody said, um, uh, when am I going to talk about the Matrix trying to destroy Andrew Tate? Look, I don't know a lot about the Andrew Tate stuff. I'll wait for like some evidence to be presented. 
like he's being held in Romania. I, I'm not a fan of Andrew Tate. I don't like these like pickup artist types like in mm-hmm. general. So like yeah. you know, but I'm, I wouldn't let that like bias me if like I could actually see the case. The problem is Romanian courts. Like, yeah, you got yeah. you got to take Devin. You want to you want to you want to um, step Andrew in Tate, with the I mean, Tate boys. Look. I feel like he's just another byproduct of the louder and more extreme you are, the the more entertaining you are. And it's like, you know, he's a caricature and he's done well for himself. Um, I guess he has somewhere in there a message of positivity, uh, strength and sort of vitality. Like, go, hey, man, go out and earn and be strong. So there's something good. But if you leave out all the cringe and all the misogyny, you know, I guess not a fan. I, I would say the uh the, the the most interesting thing about Andrew Tate and his brother being arrested. And we, we gotta play the South Africa video, but I have to pull up this image because I find it so it's so amazing. Okay. Uh how do I let me see if I can open open yeah. No, no, I don't want to search the image. Damn. Look I, at this. I gotta figure out how to just open the image. Yeah, open I'll hum the, the Jeopardy theme song as you boomer it up. <laughs> okay okay i gotta i gotta pull up this image because like okay. you know look i'm not i'm not saying like that andrew take guilty based on this but i am gonna say that it doesn't look good uh based on this as overwhelming as... evidence that i'm about to present to you guys but didn't he have some like webcam business and they're trying to call that sex trafficking it, it all sounds a little bit flimsy okay. so here's the thing is like i'm not saying andrew tate is guilty mm-hmm. but like this is Andrew Tate and his brother. They're the two people that were arrested. Does his brother not look like the guy that Tom Cruise fights before he fights the villain? These guys are the first round of security when Liam Neeson shows up in an Albanian suburb in France. Like they're getting killed. That's that's and, the uh, that's the biggest problem though. Like his like they they like you know this evidence is kind of like irrefutable. And the whole leather jacket vibe, I don't know. I know you have a leather jacket, so I don't want to, I don't want to front on that, but I mean, it, it reminds me of like a 45 year old woman going out to a club and wearing the tight leather pants. Like, I'm sexy, aren't I? It's like, mm, not really. No. Uh, all right. Let me get this South Africa thing up and then I'll like, I'll okay. scan for people sending in questions and whatnot. But remember, the okay. goal of today is for you to go to subscribestore.com slash atheism. And subscribe to Mr. Devin well, Tracy's yeah. subscribe star if you're a former patron. And for him to get his message out. And also we have uh, censored.tv promo code AIU. Right. I mean, assuming there's any money left in the universe, since it's all gone to Sean with his grifting ways and these super chats. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have this thing. It's it's a seg from Jack Pazobic. Pazobic. Um, nice. he's, he's, he actually, he's aware of your content. He's a good guy. I heard uh, you guys talking about me once. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he, he's gotten on to the, uh, the innocence fraud uh, stuff as well. Beautiful. Like, I give him credit. He actually found – I knew he would be good to, like, talk to him about Julius Jones because mm. he was, like, independently going after the Rodney Reed uh, story, which is interesting because before we started talking, yeah. we were both independently doing Rodney Reed stuff. I know. And then conservatives were siding with Rodney Reed for a r- weird reason. I have no idea why. Yeah, Ted Cruz, a bunch of them. Not not great. Yeah. <laughs> ...have been sending out images that attest to what experts have been saying, that South Africa's infrastructure is crumbling. So you've got an example behind me. Let's look at the state of infrastructure tonight then. A report from the South African Institution of Civil Engineering published late last year suggests that the entire 
public infrastructural system in South Africa has collapsed or is in danger of collapsing. In its report card, it gave infrastructure a D, which is the lowest rating since the report was first published in 2006. An investigation by the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure also suggests that the country's road networks are in a mess. South Africa. Pause. The whole time I was looking for the spaceship in the background from District 9, which, (laughs) I mean, her attire was so conservative by American standards and definitely by Latin American standards. I mean, she looked like the most conservatively dressed woman in the history of time with that green top. It's like very asexual. Um, But that was my lizard brain thinking about that. But um, what was she talking about? (laughs) Oh, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, it's a disaster. But guess who's going to get blamed for it? Apartheid. Watch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean Jack's not going to blame them, but yeah, it's uh it it is crazy because South Africa, you know, n- not making any commentary about their society, but was <laughs> clearly among the most advanced and uh beautiful places in Africa, and it's completely falling apart. And I have the president of South Africa in my thumbnail because he's like totally bungled this and Jack has his own reason why. And I think it's important that people know about this because unfortunately we're taking up the South Africa path that the country's road networks are in a mess. South Africa country is in a complete state of collapse. Interestingly enough, our country is also beginning to see the collapse of complex systems. How could this be? Why could this be? Well, Let's go back and find out what happened with South Africa. South Africa used to have what was referred to as an apartheid government. That government came apart. The African National Congress took power. They did away with so-called apartheid. And Nelson Mandela took power. What did Nelson Mandela and the African National Congress, his party, decide to do? Is is it weird that I, I I could totally see why they picked Morgan Freeman to play Nelson Mandela? Like from well, he's movie. he's got a, a lot of stuff, but yeah. Um, did he do well in that? What was that the, the Matt Damon movie? Uh, I forgot what it was. I forgot what it's called. I, I don't even know if I saw it, but like you know, look, they were gonna make Morgan Freeman play this this guy no matter what. Like even yeah. if he looked like Sam Jackson's cousin, like they were gonna get Morgan Freeman because it's Morgan Freeman. But like. Totally believable right here. Am I right? Agreed. 100%. Decide to do. Well, I found a CNN article. And I got to say, I pushed I remember I pushed our staff today Hold really on, hard. I held them over. I said, we need to find the article. Um, we found Doesn't Jack come across as, he looks like a high school bully. He looks like, <laughs> he has like a Biff vibe from Back to the Future. Like, could you see I, this guy grabbing you and like pushing you into the locker? I I could see it. Jack's a Jack's a pretty tall guy too. And, Is he? Okay. Uh, yeah, military guy. Yeah, I I could see it. He's 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 a nice guy, but he probably was a bully back in the day. And the haircut. Yeah, he's got that vibe. Found it. CNN, nineteen ninety eight. South Africa tries affirmative action. Racial quota plan to become law. South Africa's version of affirmative action, a plan as controversial here as it is in the United States, could soon become law in the black majority country. The employment equity measure. Boy, that that phraseology sounds familiar, doesn't employment equity? Well, it turns out that here in the United States, this phrase that we hear over and over and over equity, equity, equity is not domestic at all. It's not indigenous 
to the to the shores of North America. It actually comes to us by way of South Africa. And here's, of course, CNN's uh, CNN's reporting in 1998. South Africa's economy is still carved up between a few giant conglomerates, mainly controlled by whites. But four years after historic all race elections, black owned firms are making gains. Here we go. To push that transition into the white-owned ranks and make up for the wrongs of the apartheid era, President Nelson Mandela's government backs a plan in which black South Africans, quote, would need to constitute 69% of the workforce at all levels from the top down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a disaster. And um, and we're talking about like everything. So like civil engineering to farming, um, they needed the percentage in those fields to match the demographics of the country and the results were a disaster, but no one's going to call it out. Although you could look to Zimbabwe right next door yeah. and the exact same thing happened there and they're even worse off. It, isn't it crazy that the, the, so Zimbabwe totally fell apart once they started seizing uh, farms without yeah. compensation, because when the government starts taking people's property without even paying for it, then nobody invests in that country because their property could easily be taken next. And the most, the, the fastest growing party in South Africa is the party running on that policy mm-hmm. that failed in Zimbabwe. It's, it's so, it's so wild. Yeah. Give us the land and they get their rah rah moment. They seize all this land and then they can't farm it. And then it's, they're just way more ineffective at it. And it's a disaster. I mean, to the point where, the Zulu, the, the king of the Zulus came out and was like, please don't take the white farmers. Don't, don't do that because we don't, we want to eat is basically what they said. And so it's not as black, white an issue, but definitely the party you're talking about, those dudes are thirsty for blood and they want that land. Yeah. They don't care about the outcome. Yeah, but it's just wild. Like you need, like it, and they want it in every industry. We don't see that anywhere in the world where you have, this percentage of the population representing identically this percentage of any industry ever. It just, it does not happen naturally. You would have to force it. It's not, it wasn't even like we should have a policy where we improve station of black South Africans. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, we need everything to be 69% hilarious number and 31% white. Like, yeah. His aversion to the word equity is justified. Equity is like a really scandalous idea, and it's it's indefensible. Recently, Joy Reid talked about it. I did a video about it where she looked at the Grammys and was like, I thought the Grammys were great because it really showed diversity, inclusion, and equity. And then she went on to describe how much fun she had watching it and all the different acts she saw and how great it was. She listed off 93% black artists. And, and at the end of that, she's like, yeah, that's the, the equity. Wait, you're 12% of the country. You just said the Grammys, you, you're hyped about 93% of the people that you mentioned are all black. This is not diversity that, or inclusion. That's, that's the game that they play. So if blacks are quote unquote underrepresented, then you have to raise the number of, of black people to minimum be their percentage of the population. But if blacks are overrepresented in anything, well, you have to take that into account with the historical context of them being underrepresented. There's like never a, uh, uh, it's, there's never a, it's, it's, it's just always on the one side. Like it's always on the anti-white side. Yeah. Or if they are overrepresented, that's just merit. That's just a meritocracy. You know, what are we going to do? Like Denzel, Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, they all had good roles that year, I guess. Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. And so somebody says the big lie is that the American government is the good guys. In the past, the American government uh, could have been the good guys, uh, but they chose not to be. I mean, I don't know if that's from back when we were talking about the Korean, Korean War. I, I, I don't know how you look at Korea and how amazing South Korea is and not think that that's one of the good things America did. Look, mistakes were made. If you want to sit there and criticize America over the past hundred years, I mean, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about, but like, it's a little bit easier said than done to be a world superpower. Uh, so yeah, there's no real winning in a lot of these situations. It's also, we don't, we don't have a peek in into the view of the alternative. So like, you know, well, we, we do the Watchmen, the movie, the Watchmen gives us that peak. Let me, let me see if there's anything else in this segment for. Okay. Forced race quotas onto South Africa, forced them onto a country. This is what Nelson Mandela did. And this is what his successors have done. Hold on. Is that a crab? Now on his let's back? go to a reporting from CNN. Go back. It looks like a killer. It looks like one of the prawns. Oh, it's like, it's, a, it's, like it's a chair, but it looks like something yeah. is eating Mandela's brain. It, yeah, it looks like a weird throne, like uh, from a fantasy book. It looks like. now that I look at it, it looks like a dick and balls, like a sculpture of dick and balls. <laughs> yeah, again, Morgan Freeman. I could totally see it. Yeah, and it's like what's crazy is you could walk up to a far leftist and be like, "Hey, South Africa is racist," and they'd be like, "Yeah, I totally agree." And you're like, "No, I, I don't think you do agree. It's racist, <laughs> not in the way you're thinking. It's it's the other way." You, you know, it's a you know, it's a scary uh, a scary thing. So you know, they already have a culture of like blaming the white minority for for everything. So they had this water crisis that they were warned about in Johannesburg, I believe, and they they had like ten years of warning that like, hey. Um, you're going to run out of water in 10 years. Like you should do something to, you know, like change up usage, think about water recycling and all that did nothing. And then the, then all of a sudden they have like this polluted water and like diminishing supply and all that. Like that's going to be blamed on the white minority. And when a majority country that's in control of the government starts scapegoating a, a minority population, like that typically leads to disastrous scenarios. So, like, I, I would I would be moving out of Africa if I were uh, a white African. Yeah, I mean, it's it was the predecessor when it comes to an insight into the power of racial guilt and just race itself. Um, South Africa was always a warning sign, but people were happy, more than happy, to condemn whatever it was. Like, it's a distant place. Let's just say that's evil and bad. And there are parts of it that definitely deserve criticism, but. I mean, Africans get a pass in a way that is eerie to me. Like, I'm going to do a story on open defecation. Go, go type in open defecation Africa and have fun down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I, I, I won't, I won't be searching that on the stream. But yeah, okay. I've, I've seen, that. I've seen that. I've seen it in uh, India. I've seen it in India, and then they get the water from like this big tube. And the tube like rolls around on the floor as it's being passed from bucket to bucket, and it's like. And like they have like the the British guy because anybody who makes a documentary like eighty five percent chance they're British and he's like mm-hmm. this is contaminating all the water. It's like well, why why don't you why don't you tell him to stop? I know, but I mean we're we're talking shit. There's probably a lot of open defecation in America now, like Portland, San Francisco. I mean it's like yeah. L.A. Oh for sure. Well yeah. that's that's even worse because you actually have a major metropolitan area and you know a complicated sewage system and it's just you know. 
just letting that happen. By the way, somebody says my grandfather base druid. My grandfather took mm-hmm. out commies in North Korea, and the lack of gratitude is astounding. To be clear, Koreans overall love the United States of America. Do, do you remember yeah. when they gave that that Korean director all those Oscars? Yep. Do you, do you remember everybody else's speeches at the Oscars, except for mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, who was like veganism or whatever? Yeah. Like. They were all anti-American and like, oh, America's so horrible and racist. That guy was like, I'm so happy to be here. You get Martin Scorsese is one of my favorite filmmakers. So is Quentin Tarantino. I, I never thought this moment would be here. It was like seeing somebody grateful at the Oscars mm-hmm. was like a, something I actually did cherish. So even though like people are like, oh, it won because it was a foreign film. It's like, well, he didn't blame America for anything. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. Uh, like Parasite and Squid Game too. It's a nice little relationship we have. And even K-pop. K-pop, what do you think that is? The whole thing is a love letter to Western pop. I mean, all those people are raised on American culture. I'm not I'm not reading that other super chat. Some, uh, somebody asked if Emmett Till got street justice, which, jeez. Oh. It's a reference oh. to that Ethan Liming video, I, I think. Okay, but right. I mean, I don't even think, I don't even think that is. No, I mean, it's definitely even, not. No, but... Who would consider that a fair thing to do? Um, I mean, nobody. I mean, the husband at the time, and you know, whoever whoever else was responsible. But you know, well, are you talking now about let's the, go to a recording from CNN. Just for I, I want to, I want to play this like last little bit because okay. he's playing something, and then we'll. we'll Days ago, Africa. Nice. This is a report from last Friday, February tenth. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has declared a national state of disaster in response to the country's drawn-out energy crisis, calling it, quote, an existential threat to Africa's most developed economy. Setting out the government's key objectives for the year in a State of the Nation address on Thursday, he said the crisis is an existential threat and uh, and the very social fabric of our country. Our most immediate priority is to restore energy security. They've endured power cuts for years, but in 2022 saw more than twice as many blackouts as any other year as aging coal fire power plants broke down and the state-owned power utility ESCOM struggled to find the money to buy diesel for emergency generators. Blackouts in South Africa, or load shedding as they're known locally, have been lasting for as long as 12 hours a day. Last month, the South African funeral practitioners... Yeah, I... I'm going to stop it there, but because he's showing a bunch of corpses, but uh, basically they say you have to bury your dead in four days because they can't guarantee that the morgue will stay cold enough. Oh my God. Why has it got to be a blackout though? Um, Yeah. So the brownout and short, (laughs) the thing is, it's like, you know, this is the third world. Like um, there are blackouts and power outages in Latin America and, and places in the second world. I mean, there is a massive difference. So, if Jack is sitting there, is his name Jack? Yeah. Um, if he's trying to compare South Africa to like a first world nation, there's a massive gap, and it's not exactly a flex to be like South Africa is not like Denmark. Um, you have to compare South Africa to South Africa, but even if you're doing that, they're doing bad. <laughs> like it's gone downhill significantly. It, it's it's wild because they're they're the most advanced economy in Africa, and that's like it. That's basically the corpse of. Like the like, I mean, let's be real. The white yeah. South Africa, like of that course. government, is is still the most advanced economy in Africa. And again, like you have coal fired power plants. Like people know that these don't last forever. You have to replace them. You have to do maintenance on them. 
and they're not doing it, the plants are malfunctioning and they don't have a solution for it. It's just, you know. Well, what I find interesting is that, like, I have family in South Africa. Obviously, my family comes from there. Uh, but most people that talk about South Africa, they don't care about it at all. Like, they might dip their toe in it to make a point, like, screw whites, I'm against racism, I'm against apartheid. And they they want nothing to do with it. Like, the facts on the ground, the corrupt politicians that are there now, the murder rate there, which is insane, the baby raping going on. Like, there's a number of things that are atrocious that if you actually did care about human suffering or South Africa and the people there, you would dive into and condemn a bunch of people that you're not willing to condemn because you don't want to get messy with it and you don't care. Have you have you ever seen this video of this uh, British documentary filmmaker? His name eludes me, unfortunately, at the moment, where mm. he interviews people. Uh, he interviews South Africans, and this guy comes up to him and he asks him about like crime. And the guy's like, "I kill people." He's like, "He's <laughs> like, I cut somebody's throat," and he's yeah. like, just looking him dead in the face and saying that. And like they cut to the British guy narrating later, and he's like, "Oh, mm. this guy was obviously joking," and I'm like. Dude, does your threat assessment like system in your brain not work? Because he looks like he's gonna gut you while he's saying this, and you're like, oh, "What a what a joke!" There's like no hint of a smile. I think it might be the same guy that that guy interviewed, and he's like, "How many people? How many women have you raped?" And he's like, "A hundred, two hundred. I've lost count." And he goes, "Don't you think that's wrong?" And he's like, "No, I wanted sex, so I took it." <laughs> and they, they go, "Well, what if someone did that to your mother and or your sister?" And he goes, "Well, I'd kill them." <laughs> And it was just like that. That's a weird one. That's out there somewhere if you if you want to yeah. search for it. There, there's a there's an Italian documentary called like Africa Audio. It's from like the <laughs> '70s. It actually uh-huh. weirdly gets um. It's it's the only place that had footage because they were flying over the part of Africa where where this genocide was happening. Mm. It's it they they have like the only footage of this genocide because they just happen to be flying over this area where I think it was like Arabic people were just killed off in mass. And uh, but it, it's it's uh, it's very interesting um, for from like the 70s, how like the Italians were explaining Africa. It's all dubbed in English, oh, but uh, very, very fascinating. Somebody yeah, said HP Lovecraft says, by the way, the mm-hmm. CEO of Patreon is the speeding image of a soy pod. Sometimes you have to look at somebody and you could judge the caliber of their character. True. Uh, true. Guilt on face alone is what I call it. Well, I mean, why would don't judge a book by its cover? Why do you think they have covers? Why do you think they invest in putting shit that looks nice on the cover? It's because we do judge books by their cover. Got a, got a whole marketing team behind that cover to make you read the book. Yeah, uh, Sean, you're the real Uber bench for having AIU on to support going to Subscribe Star. I mean, Devin yeah. was already on Subscribe Star, and like again, definitely go over there. Link top in the description. I, I've been refreshing. I see some people migrating over there from time to time. So just do it. Do it. Uh, let's see. Kurt Stabilizer says, love your content, gentlemen. Thanks for all you do. Longtime supporter of yours, Devin, on nice. both Subscribestar and Censored.tv. Well, actually, he said TV dot, but, you know. Well, I mean, he couldn't stick the landing, but I, I love the sentiment. That's so cool. Like some, I, I've never talked to that guy, and he's like, I support you, man, and I like give you my money that I, I take it out of my child's mouth, and I give it to you. And it's like, sweet. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy some people are migrating over, obviously. You know, it, you know it doesn't help. Um, and, like, you know, granted, like, Sargon's a good guy. I've met him and all that. Uh, but when Sargon tweets and he says, you should have left Patreon for a subscribe yeah, exactly. star instead of like, 
hey, Devin's over on Subscribestar right now. I know. Like, Tim Pool sent one out, and he's like, why are people even on Patreon in the first place? And he retweets me with that sort of snark and negativity. It's like, sorry, guys, I had to, like, make a living, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Patreon. Just like I'm sure, you know, I'm not a huge fan of what my bank does, like, 100%. But I still need to, like, make a living. Well, it's like it's like why don't you build a a complicated uh, membership right. system that sure. people will subscribe to just for your website and your content, didn't, including your Chicken City videos, Devin? Didn't Jordan Peterson say he was going to do that? And I don't uh, think it Dave happened. Rubin actually did do locals, and that, that apparently has a monetization element of it. Okay, fair. But it, it's hard. The thing is with these alternative platforms, like you have to have, and this is with any platform, because I'm on Rumble, I'm on all these things. I tell people about it, but like the fact is like less than 1% of your people will go over there. Yeah. So you have to keep doing that. You have to keep advertising it for them to go. And like rumble is free. And I'm like, Hey, I'm on rumble. You guys leave me comments all the time. Join rumble, join odyssey there. I'm over there. Go, go follow. Mm -hmm. And almost nobody follows me over there. So it's like, know. you know, they're like, use the alternatives, but you had subscribe star for years and it was still over a thousand people on Patreon. And like, couple hundred on subscribe star yeah not, yeah something like that and it's like i think it's brand recognition and it's the ease of use and it's just popularity and yeah i mean look whatever works guys like obviously i don't want to be censored and it's bullshit but like i'm open to any solution like dick masterson just contacted me and was like hey do this thing backed by which is like a blockchain way of supporting people and it uses crypto and whatever and i'm like okay i'll sign up i'll try it um maybe that's a better solution it's not even the platform it's the numbers yeah. it's the bottom line that's what it's you, you know cancel culture is it's all about taking away your money that's really the part that gets you yeah no and like you know like I love the alternatives and I want them to grow to be competitors with YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately it, it doesn't, it seems like you need to, it seems like you need to be Steven Crowder who has yeah. a giant following to migrate them towards rumble. And he has a giant following on YouTube and on Twitter and other places, or you need to be, you know, like you need to have a deal with rumble for that to work. Like, I don't know. Like I, I haven't seen the rumble star, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, like, look, to be fair to Stephen Crowder, he, he had the Mug Club, which is like not Patreon. That's his own independent thing. He has his own credit card processors. Technically, he could have been banned by those dudes, but he has, you know, lawyers and a whole team and millions of dollars. And so, like, Stephen Crowder is going to be fine. What about a small time creator like me who has been hobbled time and time again from like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube over and over again, and now Patreon? I'm the guy on the fringe who's going to get bled to death financially. And 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 to be clear, like uh, Crowder had uh, the Blaze. Like the Blaze was actually running Mug Club. That's one of the problems he had in his contract negotiations is that mm -hmm. they never told him um, how many Mug Club subscribers he actually had. So like they were doing it. So like basically, if you want to cut off Stephen Crowder, you have to cut off the Blaze, which is one of the biggest online conservative media like companies. So like you know, even he had a lightning rod above him. Yeah, I mean, I need some backing. Like, I should join a gang, basically. I have no gang because no one wants to claim me because I don't line up with them politically or whatever. I'm not going to walk in and be like, hey, Daily Wire, give me a show. I'm an atheist lefty. Like, no. It's right. not happening. Uh, Portland's, uh, so this guy says, uh, Portland's 
water reservoirs are open air and have been drained after being peed in. Oh my god! Oh god! Imagine, imagine just like it, Portland's a, like a beautiful city. Like it imagine was. just like having that city. Yeah, it was a better tense. Uh, imagine mm. just having Portland and that your water supply just gets like urinated in to the point where you have to like completely fix it. Like it's, it's gotten that bad. Yeah. Human beings are kind of nasty. Like civilization is a fragile thing. We have to protect it. We got to keep it going. Otherwise we get back to the animal kingdom pretty quick. A human says hypothetically, if the white minority population in South Africa, or should I say, whatever that noise that Asian lady was making, were violently prosecuted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would would, uh, excuses be made or would it be widely condemned? I honestly, like, I think that it would be another ignored, like, genocide. If that were, if that's where it would go. Yeah, well, right. Because the underlying sentiment in the whole thing is, what are white people doing in Africa anyway? Like, how are you even justified to be there? So they don't understand. They've been there for generations. They have every right to be there. They're citizens. They like, you know, they fight for the country. They earn for the country. They love their country. Um, Yeah, they just don't like the the optics of it. I have to I have to read this super chat, but I can't put it up on screen. It's from Thomas in pain. He says that Italian documentary also showed the Dinka tribe. visiting the downtown area with a part of their face livestock visiting the downtown area you know you know you know what you said vosh wanted to do to the unicorn horn no come on apparently that's in that documentary which i was not aware of because i watch it in clips but it's on youtube which is very interesting another rabbit hole you, you know what's amazing about that documentary is they have a section on south africa and like listen the whole time they show Africa as this like kind of wild place where there's like violence that goes on. Like there's a scene in it that um, they basically these like mercenaries that are mostly white hire black people to be in their like mercenary company. And they're like, they're like, well, like we can't stop them from stealing. So we made a rule that they can loot whatever they can carry, but only for one night after we take over a village and like we will execute them if they steal after the first night. So you just see like a bunch of these oh, guys God. like in the seventies just carrying like it's like it's like you know it's the um it's the New Orleans the guy pushing the TV through like the hurricane mm. waters like no, you know yeah. like what are you gonna do with that basically? And it, so it goes from that. Then it shows you South Africa, and again this is Italian perspective from the seventies, and the way they open up South Africa is like beautiful women. Jumping on a trampoline. Oh, really? Yeah. Slow motion? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, uh, I, this looks like a must-watch. I mean, it's not, not on my radar, but now it is. Oh, for sure. You def- you definitely have to see it. Like, you, you'll use clips from it every now and again. Uh, there's, okay. like a, there's like an elephant hunt that may be the most brutal thing I've ever seen. And again, there's a genocide in that same documentary. Jesus. Right, we're we're almost at two hours. We're like seven minutes away. Okay. Uh, so I do want to like wrap at the two hour mark because that way we'll be able to go up on Odyssey undisturbed and on on Rumble because they have like so, a cap. That's what we call a hard out. Yes, but I I want to 
I, I want to give the floor to you for, you know, like final thoughts, final words. Oh, and God. We'll, we'll go from elephant killing and South African women on trampolines mm-hmm. to, to your final statement okay. for today. My pledge is let me let me get my let me get my wits about me. If I cannot live up to your pledge over at Subscribestar or censored.tv, um, I have failed as a human. And I can guarantee you a personal promise from me to you that if you are not entertained sufficiently, if at the end of a month of watching my videos, and you have to watch everyone, you have not laughed, enjoyed yourself, found value in what I create, I will personally come to you, wash your feet, kiss your feet, and hand you your money back in person. I will do it. It's going to take a lot of time. No, it's not going to take any time because none of you will do that. I challenge you, try me out. And if you like, if you don't like me, I'll give you your money back. Metaphorically. I will not actually give you your money back. <laughs> In the fine print, there's a no refund policy. Let's be clear about yeah, that. No, but you could leave at any time. Like the point is we are, creators who have a voice who try to fill in the gaps like that the mainstream media or our culture at large fail at and they're failing a lot so it's like a content rich environment for guys like me and sean and i'm trying my best i would much rather feel safe and stable financially and have that support so that i can get on to doing what i want to do which is create and like try to entertain um it is really actually traumatic to be told like hey you're not getting money like your income's like destroyed and to have no recourse with that that has sucked so as an fu to patreon as an fu to big tech as an fu to censorship send me your money that's my pledge just it comes down to that and some somebody's asking about classic content being available uh there there are ways to see the older videos i believe alt censored yes altcensored.com you type in atheism is unstoppable every video i've ever made is up there i was going to tell them to take it down and sell it altogether because i was like i got banned from youtube what am i supposed to do i'm like i have thousands of videos but i have stopped that because i'm too busy making stuff at censored.tv um, but yeah, every video I've ever made is up there and you can go enjoy them if you want. And you, and Devin produces a ton of content over at censored and on subscribe star and you get access to it all with either, either one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just with censored, you know, half the money goes to Gavin. If you use promo code AIU, half goes to Devin and mm-hmm. you get the other stuff associated with censored. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a win-win. I know times are tough and whatever, but you know, Fuck it. I'm, I'm in competition. I'm going up against Disney Plus and HBO and Netflix and porn. Okay, I'm better than porn. Not really, but I'm, I'm going to try. There's actually some porn in my videos, so you're not even missing out that much. <laughs> Look, I, w- I would say, like, right now, like, I have sponsors. I'm able to be on YouTube and all that. So if you're, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to decide, like, where to, like, spend your money, like, pay for Devin's premium content. Like, it is... It's he. It's very high quality. It's very well edited. The guy does a music video for an intro and an outro. And like right now, I don't need like the pledges. Like I get like you know those ads you see on my videos. Like they pay me for those ads. I don't do them as a social experiment. Like Devin like needs to draw in more audience. And again, he's working too hard to like not get compensated. In my opinion, there you go. It, trust him. This is a man that knows his way around noble gold. Uh, about boat was it 
facial lines in your face aging. Oh, it's a it's a collagen powder. Healthy there you go. He, then, you know, he kicks the tires, people. I mean, if if he's going to vouch for me, then that should have some weight. Come on. I, I was actually very excited about. Um, I got Senbird as a sponsorship. Uh, they're mm-hmm. like a premium sponsor, and I was like, oh, people are going to love this. But they don't give me any way of knowing, like, if they uh, they mm-hmm. they, they don't give me any way of knowing how many people signed up for it. So, like, for all I know, like, basically, if they if they offer me the deal again next month, then maybe that somebody signed up for it. Yeah. Well, you're yeah in the dark with that, but yeah. I mean, thank you, Sean. It's been very n- nice to chat with you. Two hours flew by. Um, I know we have the hard out coming up, but um, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. letting me get my message out. So the links are in the description. Uh, I linked Devin's Rumble video where he explains in 45 minutes his whole version of the story. You can follow him on Rumble. You know, like viable free platforms are great, but also like Subscribestar, Sensor.tv, use promo code AIU, saves you money. And again, it's the only way to actually support him with your dollars. Like don't don't pay Gavin McGinnis a hundred percent of the money. He's, like he, he's he a millionaire. He's a literal millionaire. He he found advice. He, he he's done a, he's done enough harm to the conservative movement by accident by founding <laughs> Nice. All right. All right. So I guess hard out. Hard out, man. Take it easy. I'll see you in New York soon. All right. Will do. Later, man. Later. And... When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new eBooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare Flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.